Hello, my loves. Welcome back. Wow. I hope you're still rocking with me after that last episode because I went in. I went in on that episode. And if it triggered you, if it hurt you, if it hurt your feelings, I want you to know nothing but love for you and where you are in your journey. Nothing but love for you. But sometimes we have to hear the tough stuff. We have to hear the truth about what we're doing, how we're choosing to spend our time, ways that we are avoiding and playing small and hiding and really not showing up the way that we need to be. And when we don't show up the way that we need to be, we let ourselves down, right? And I don't want to see you letting yourself down anymore. And I'm sure you don't either when you know You know what you're capable of. You know it. So I can tell that that episode, honestly, it got to a point where it wasn't me like thinking and talking anymore. It was just seriously like coming through me, full on through me. And when I went back and listened to that message, I knew it was truth because it triggered me. I went back and listened to that episode and I'm like, fuck, this is triggering me. I'm getting uncomfortable listening to that because guess what? There was truth in there for me too. Again, it's not about me preaching to you. It's also about me sharing things that I need to be reminded of, sharing things that I need to implement in my own life, ways that I can show up more powerfully for myself and for my people. So to kind of follow up on that last message about having the courage to be disliked and share truth with people who may not want to hear what you have to say, who may get triggered by what you have to say, who may get offended. That is part of being willing to be a leader. And you can't do that. (laughs) You can't speak this unfiltered, unedited truth and be a people pleaser at the same time and be a people pleaser at the same time and for those of you who are listening who are in work where you really are coaching or mentoring other people holding space for other people in some way shape or form we have to be really careful that we're not allowing our own insecurities and people-pleasing tendencies to get in the way of the powerful work that we're meant to be doing in those kinds of relationships. If I were so concerned about your feelings, I would never have recorded a podcast episode like that. Because I would have been like, oh my gosh, what if someone hears this and then they get their feelings hurt and then they get discouraged and then they give up and it's all because of me and I offended them and maybe they were interested in working with me, but then they hear that and they're like, oh my gosh, she's so aggressive. No, I'm not going to sign on to work with her. That can happen. Perhaps it did happen, right? But if I'm so concerned with everyone's feelings, that means that I'm making growth less of a priority than it needs to be. And I say all this, of course, saying that, yes, you can hold space for someone, say the tough things, speak hard truths into their lives, and still love them, 
and still be a warm, caring, empathetic person, you can be both. And we're brought up in the way to believe that loving someone and being nice and being polite all the time is really the best way to maintain a relationship. But it's not. Because if you're always so concerned with someone else's comfort and someone else's feelings all the time, that means you're not going to be able to show up for them and really act as a mirror for them and tell them the uncomfortable truths. You're not going to be able to be a catalyst for their growth and their change because you're so concerned with not wanting to hurt their feelings. And when we do that, we're really missing out on really important and vital opportunities. And we're hurting that other person. We're hurting them if they continue to go on in the world and they're ignorant of certain things that we can see very clearly. But because, you know, we don't want to be uncomfortable and we don't want to make anyone else uncomfortable, we hide that from them. How is that helping anyone? How is that really helping anyone? And yeah, you might have a tough situation where you say something that triggers the fuck out of somebody and then they don't like you after that. That's happened to me. I've triggered clients where they were like, I don't want to work with you anymore. You just triggered me. But I'm willing to do that because for me, it's more important for me to be honest and speak truth. Again, always from a place of love, never degrading or condescending ever. That's icky. That's not my style. But it's important for me to speak truth versus to be agreeable. I can do that. I can be the super likable, agreeable coach that always just makes you feel so warm and ooey gooey inside and everything's great and rainbows and unicorns and glitter. I could do that. But what the fuck are you going to get out of that? And is anyone really paying me to blow smoke up your ass? No, you're paying me as th- in the same way people are paying you for radical transformation. As in there is something about me, something about you that activates this person in a way that no one else can. So if you're not willing to show up and speak truth into that person's life, then why are they even paying you? And I guarantee, (laughs) and here's the thing, even the clients that get pissed off at you because you trigger them, yeah, they can walk away and think, man, fuck that person. I can't believe she said that or did that. But I guarantee if you always play it safe, you never rock the boat, you never ask the hard questions, you never put them in a place where they have to confront themselves, they're going to walk away from that experience feeling like it was a complete waste of time. Yeah, they got to be happy and comfortable the whole time but they're not going to get any transformation or growth out of it. So for them, it's going to feel like, well, what was the point of that? I could have just done that stuff myself. So part of being a leader is understanding that you're not here to be liked. (laughs) You're not here to be liked. You're here to be truthful. You are here to be an activator. You are here to help people wake up to their own power and their own greatness and their own truth, which means sometimes you're going to have certain exchanges and conversations with people. It's going to hurt their feelings, right? But we have to remember that when people get triggered, it's not even about us. (laughs) 
A trigger is not about what's happening in the current moment. A trigger is honestly a wound that that person has already been carrying for X amount of time, maybe even their entire lifetime. And there's something about what they have heard or experienced in the present moment that is reminding them of that wound, that initial situation or something that they interpreted to be traumatic. And sometimes that wound was a trauma, a very clear and real trauma from their past that clearly hasn't been healed because it keeps getting triggered and coming up, right? Sometimes that wound is really just an interpretation of something traumatic. I'll give you a really just general example. If I'm two years old and I'm someone gives me a a brand new teddy bear and I love this teddy bear so much and this teddy bear becomes my best friend and it just makes me so happy and then one day the family dog rips the teddy bear into pieces to me as my two-year-old self it's the end of the world that is so traumatic it's the worst day of my life oh my gosh I can never trust again I can never love anything again because if I do it's just going to be taken away from me so I'm, I'm just going to put my walls up and defend myself and I'm never going to be open and vulnerable to anything that I could love again. So trauma can stem from relatively harmless things like that. But to us, from our own human interpretation and depending on how old we are, right, we don't have a clear understanding of what's going on in our reality. So we interpret things a certain way. It's extremely traumatic, So keep in mind when you are in a situation where someone has been triggered by you and your work with them or you holding space for them or whatever the situation is, it's not about you. It's not about you. And sometimes the other person will try to make it about you. I can't believe you said that. Oh my gosh, you're you're a bitch. You're so mean and blah, blah, blah. You don't get me. You're not the right coach for me. I'm sorry I signed up to work with you and whatever all the things they might say. Anytime someone's triggered and they're putting it all on you, rest assured that this is a person who probably has a pattern of avoiding doing their own internal work to work on their triggers. A person who has been doing the real work of trying to address their triggers, their past traumas, their past wounds, will be able to own the fact that they're triggered, as in they can recognize that they're being triggered because of them, not about you, right? So that's how you know how much work a person has actually done on themselves. And it's always really good for you as well if you happen to trigger someone to also lean into the trigger. Are there certain things coming up that this person is saying that actually there is some truth there, right? Just because a person owns their triggers doesn't mean that you couldn't have done something or said something differently. Maybe you could have softened your approach a little bit. Maybe you could have taken certain things into account, right? Maybe on that particular day, you were maybe more stressed out than you normally would be, or you were hungry, or you were tired, and you weren't thinking as clearly. So there are definitely still things that we can own, even when we have triggered another person. And the same thing with you. If something triggers you, guess what? It's about you. It's not about the other person. It's never about the other person. So this really, I think, triggers when we can really see a trigger for what it is and we can really lean into it and see the opportunity for growth that exists within it. 
it's a really great opportunity for us to turn inward, dive a little bit more deeply and figure out what is this? (laughs) What is this thing that has popped up and, you know, is causing me to have this sort of reaction? Causing me to have an emotional outburst, causing me to project things onto another person, causing me to become reactive in some way, causing me to shut down or whatever the case is in terms of how you're reacting to the trigger. What is that? And can you start to see that as a really great opportunity for you to do some more healing? Because that's all it is, (laughs) you know? Triggers never feel good, of course. I mean, the word trigger itself sounds terrible. (laughs) The word trigger is not even a great word, and it matches um, the actual thing that it is, is describing very well trigger never feels good but if a trigger is coming up there's something that needs our attention so how can we address that how can we address that and i'll say this too like we're so we're so quick to try to avoid the people and the things that trigger us right understandable triggers don't feel good somebody triggers me well i'm just not going to go around you i'm not going to talk to you i'm not going to work with you But when we're always avoiding the triggers, what we're really saying without actually saying it is, I don't want to do the work of healing this. It's too much for me. I can't handle it. I don't want to face it. So therefore, I'm just going to avoid it, hide from it, just blame the other person. They're an asshole, right? So I'm just going to go over here and and do me. All we're doing is just being able to avoid the work, avoid our own inner work. And as long as you're always avoiding triggers, guess what? They don't heal, which means they're going to keep happening anyway. They're going to keep coming up. Might be a different person, might be a different situation or circumstance, but that same wound is going to get triggered. It's going to keep getting triggered. And the more that we avoid it, the more we shift blame to something outside of ourselves, the more those wounds continue to have power over us. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to trigger people like don't bite your tongue and not speak the truth and not show someone something that could really help them because you're afraid they won't like you anymore. I'm pretty sure if you look at your closest friendships, the people that are really your really, really good friends, they're not your friends because they just tell you what you want to hear. You can, people like that are a dime a dozen. Like, yes, people who just say whatever you want to hear and only say nice things. Okay. It's okay, I guess. But I'm willing to bet that the people who are your real friends, like your sounding board, your counsel, your sisterhood, they're in there because they'll tell you the fucking truth about yourself. You're being a diva and being dramatic. They will let you know. You know, if you're trying to tell them about a situation where so-and-so did this and they pissed you off and blah, 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 your real friend will be the one that will stop you and go, "Eh, I don't think it's all their fault. Like you could have done this and this. And it sounds like you already approached this in a way that they were going to react badly to you. Right. That's the true friend. (laughs) Your real friends are the friends that piss you the fuck off sometimes because they speak truth to you. And that's how you know they love you. That's how you know they love you. Now, a person who is triggering you may not necessarily love you. They may not love you. And it's not always intentional. 
which is another thing. A person is not always intentionally trying to trigger you. In fact, oftentimes when we are triggered, it's not intentional. Someone's just going about their life doing them, doing them and something they say or the way that they said it, we interpret it a certain way, not realizing that it's really our interpretation of the situation a lot of the times that's causing the, the reaction that we have. Right? It's not that the person came at us a certain way. It's that we interpreted the situation a certain way based on our past experiences. Based on our past wounds. So I think triggers, triggers are very a very special and important thing to pay attention to. And if you're someone who tends to get triggered a lot, if you're someone who notices yourself getting triggered often, it's time to ask yourself, well, what the fuck is going on? What have I been avoiding? What have I not been wanting to work on or face inside myself? And I think it's also important to talk about triggers from a place of growth. If you're someone who's very growth oriented and you tend to level up very quickly, like you become almost like a brand new person every three to six months because you're growing so fast, you might find yourself getting triggered really often. Because you're in new situations, new circumstances, you're around new people. There's a lot of new things going on. It can be very disorienting. It can be very triggering as you're trying to find your footing. How can you find the lessons in the triggers? How can you start to be grateful for the times you're triggered? How can you be grateful for the people who trigger you? How do you like that? Sometimes the people that trigger us, we can be grateful for them because it's like a mentor or a coach or a good friend. And, you know, we know they're speaking truth. We might be upset in the moment. We might huff and puff for a little bit, but we'll come back and say, thank you for that. I really appreciated the fact that you could be honest with me like that. Right. But what about when it's not someone that you love and respect and admire? What about when it's someone that you're not having a great relationship with or that you don't even really necessarily know? What about when it's a stranger on the street that does something to trigger you, piss you off, make you feel like shit? Happens all the time, right? Especially when we're behind the wheel of our cars where people start to get into all sorts of crazy behaviors, right? And treat each other like like we don't have feelings or that we don't even exist really because we can get sucked into our own worlds when we're in our cars and you know when we're just interacting with strangers people that we see as other not connected to us I don't know you so therefore if you do something I don't like I'm gonna see it as an attack how can we start to practice more patience and gratitude when strangers trigger us Because I tell you what, you can learn the most about yourself in these situations. You can learn the most about yourself in the situations where you are the most triggered by someone you don't know who seemingly doesn't care about you. What does this situation have to teach me? Why is this happening for me as opposed to why is this happening to me? So it's just something to start to be aware of because being on this journey of growth, you are going to get triggered. You're going to get triggered. You will get triggered. You will get triggered. And 
the more that you can, again, lean into the trigger, the more that you can find the opportunity for healing and growth, the more gratitude you can express for the fact that you were triggered because maybe something you weren't even aware of, something you weren't even aware was there, is surfacing and giving you the opportunity to address it, to heal it, so that you can move forward more powerfully, more confidently, feeling more whole as a person and as a woman. So it goes both ways. <laughs> it goes both ways. Don't be so busy trying to be a people pleaser that you're missing out on opportunities for growth with your clients or in your relationships or just people that you are working with. Coworkers, family members, romantic partners. Don't be afraid to speak truth. You can always speak truth with love, of course. But speaking truth with love doesn't mean you have to be, oh, I'm going to be so nice and polite and say this as carefully and gingerly as I can. Because sometimes that's not what activates people. Sometimes it's not enough. <laughs> sometimes you need to hear something in a certain way to get you to wake the fuck up and pay attention. Like, oh, shit. Right? Sometimes we have to hear it a certain way. And we have to be willing to show up in our power and give the people around us the truth that they need to hear in the way that they need to hear it. Can't be a leader and a people pleaser at the same time. Can't be authentic and a people pleaser at the same time. But either way, you can always show up in love. You can always show up in love. So the next time you get triggered, take that as an opportunity to figure out, well, what is the universe trying to talk to me about today? What, what do I need to focus on? What parts of myself have I been neglecting? And the trigger, quite often, is just your wounded inner child acting out, isn't it? Because you start to feel like, oh my gosh, you don't love me, you don't care about me. You start to feel a little helpless and powerless in certain situations. Maybe you throw a tantrum. It's just your inner child. It's your inner five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old self revisiting a painful and traumatic memory from the past that the present is reminding them of how can you nurture and care for that scared angry frustrated five-year-old version of you in that moment because what happens is we want to lash out at the other person or, or the, whatever the situation is that's triggering us but if you're so busy lashing out you're not attending to yourself right you're kind of abandoning that inner child in you in a different way because you're so busy focusing on what's going on externally you're not attending to yourself internally emotionally so i just wanted to share a a brief more brief episode on triggers as it came came up and as it could be relevant to the most recent episode where i may or may not have triggered you i triggered me i triggered myself I sure did. And that's why I decided to keep it. Because if I, I know if it triggered me, it definitely triggered a lot of you out there. And I'm curious about how you interpreted that information. Because again, triggers can be an opportunity for growth or they can be an opportunity to continue to stay in our wounds. And that's a choice. It's a choice. That's all I got for you today, beautiful people. Until next time, take care. And remember who the fuck you are.